Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Hope everybody's doing well. I thoroughly believe that you all will enjoy today's podcast. As with Derek Devine, my co-host, our guest today, Jeffrey Birthright, was also a teammate of mine back in college. So all three of us were teammates, and you'll definitely see that come out in our jokes, our camaraderie, our chemistry. You'll see that come out. Jeffrey Birthright, a.k.a. Birth, as we affectionately call him, is from Hempstead, New York. He played football at Northern Arizona University from 2002 through 2004 as a fullback. He was also a part of the Hall of Fame class there which I believe was in 2003 he currently now check this out he currently is teaching in his 18th year y'all to 18th year so you're talking about somebody who has been contributing back to the world of education serving America's youth for almost 20 years that is to be applauded uh, he is also a doctoral candidate um, at Grand Canyon University. Uh, he has a strong penchant and desire to improve and strengthen the community. You'll see he, you'll see this in in what he says and how he lives his life and what he does. That he has this innate desire to to mentor young people, specifically young men, and help them become better contributors back to society. This conversation is just riddled with gems. Birth drops so many gems, and we talk about everything from you know being fathers of young children you know young adults to the politics to economy to generations to what is going on with our faith you're literally having a fireside chat with three people that just care that love our kids we want to see the world in a better place we we're trying to do right trying to do our best to do right and birth does a beautiful job in just painting a picture of what things could be and how things are he's real one thing you'll notice off the top is that he is real and without further ado we get right into today's conversation hope everybody's doing well welcome to the all things performance podcast this is josiah igano uh my with my co-host Derek divine d how we living always good Always good. Always and we good. got a special one today with the always good. We got a special one today. It's going to be good. Good friend. We were all teammates. You know, we were all teammates. Jeffrey Birthright. And we call him Birth. So we're going to be calling him Birth uh, during the podcast. Birth is an educator of nearly 20 years, um, a doctoral candidate in education, uh, and just has a wealth of experience, former fullback. Just good friend, good dude. Birth, how we doing today, man? Man, I'm good, man. I can't complain. I got no complaints <laughs> at all, man. I'm chilling. Here we go, man. We finally got you on here, man. Yeah, man. Glad to be here, man. Congratulations on your success, too, man. Hey, man. Appreciate it. We still, hey, we, hey, we were still trying to block and tackle, man, the fundamentals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it, man. Block and tackle, good defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this podcast today, and there are a thousand ways we can go, right? Because obviously we're all teammates. We were all former teammates uh, of each other. Uh, we all have young families. Um, we've all, you know, have similar life experiences. But I know that what, where I want to start today with you, Birth, is, you know, you're, you're somebody who always tells it like it is. 
Like some people are politically correct, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> More they, now than ever. You know what I'm saying? They got to spell check. They got to make sure they read that teleprompter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Burf is an antithesis of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so one of the things, I mean, we got stories. I don't know if we're going to get into all of them today, but I want to ask you, why is this so important to just be real and just shoot from the cuff and just don't like be unfiltered at times? So here, prior to like shooting from the cuff, shooting from the head, prior to that, there is, there's, a, there's a method to it because I just can't shoot from the hip and tell you whatever and you not understand who I am as a person. Okay. So, so before I do that, you have to know me. You yeah. got to know who I am. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you'll be offended. Yeah. Then you'll be appalled. So now, when I'm, when I'm in a place, when I'm in, a, in some place with Joe, I would look, Joe, can I be myself? Yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, because everybody yeah, yeah. can't, and everybody can't handle it. However, yeah. whether, whether they can or can't, they can't say they haven't heard the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, when it's the truth, meaning that, like, I won't say something unless I know it to be true. Usually. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. But that's when that whole emotional side come in because you want to say what you want to say, but it's just based on how you feel. Yeah. So um, I, I think that once people know your heart and know what your intentions are, um, I would never want to say anything to, to, to cause injury or to cause anybody to feel less of themselves. However, if I do tear you down, I will build you up. Yeah. And that is important. Okay. Okay. Spe spoken like a true educator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we almost got, I, there was a several years ago, we, we went to Papa Do's and many of you listening, <laughs> you know what Papa Do's is all about. Loud, you know what I'm saying? Bayou, Cajun food, you know what I'm saying? Okay. No, we almost got kicked out of Papa Do's, almost, man. Almost, that's right. That's I mean, right. Bert almost got us kicked out of Papa Do's. <laughs> I, was, I was running with my son. Like he was a football, you know. You remember how Tiki Barber had the football high and tight? I would have my son like the same way, yeah. running around the restaurant. Yeah, so it was it was a good time though. Oh my goodness, it was a good time. Hey, so so you know, from from the from the joking side, in terms of you know uh, being real, telling people how you feel, especially those who know you, those who are comfortable with you. I mean, we obviously live in a politically uh, correct world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, comedians can't even be comedians anymore. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I want you to talk about that. Like, let's talk about that real quick. You got people like Dave Chappelle, right? Um, who is being plastered right now for telling things as they are, in his opinion, and with, you know, in many people's opinion. What do you think are the dangers in being politically correct and just robbing society, robbing our kids, robbing us of the, this, this freedom, this gift that you have of just being real, man. Like, like, wh where do you see things going there? Because people take things so personal, it becomes so extremely personal where it's not, I'm not talking, so you're talking directly to me. And whoever has a problem with Dave Chappelle and his content, they, I think it's a, a they have a, have a self issue because in, in his content, I didn't hear anything that would be offensive. And actually, he actually glorified whoever he was talking about at the end. And uh, I think it was great, but I think they, they are, it's so personal. Um, I got some stories. I got some stories where um, I had this individual, 6'4", 250 pounds, right? In a dress. It was a guy in a dress, right? What, what was this person doing, man? It's a student. Oh, this is one of your students. It's a student. I ain't gonna say no names. Six four, 
250 oh, I pounds. I thought you were talking about Russell Westbrook or something. <laughs> oh, no. That's a no. man. Wow. Hey, whoa. I just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, I see what you're doing, man. I see what you're doing. I got you. I got you. I got you. My bad. Okay. And, um, and uh, this individual had a wig on, nails done. Oh, to and, the nines. Oh, he went all out. Okay. And um, when I came into the classroom, they were looking for me to say something. Who's oh. they? Who's they? Six like, four two fifty. Six four two fifty was looking for me to say something oh. <laughs> to him. Big Russ got it. Right, right, right. You got, got, got it. Big yeah, Russ. You got to get your pronouns right. I got it. You got to get your pronouns. You right. That's real. You got to get your pronouns right. So, so they was looking for me to say something. Yeah. Like waiting, waiting, and I think that's what a lot of people do. They sit there, they're waiting for somebody to say something so that they can lash out and be, become the victim all of a sudden based off what somebody says. And it definitely hurts, it, or it, it tries to hurt or put um, a negative light on Dave Chappelle and what he's doing. Yeah. And I think that the brother is genius. Yeah. I think he's genius. I mean, he's, he, I mean you have people like Kevin Hart and other, Jamie Foxx and others who have come to the forefront and say, man, this guy is like next level. There's Absolutely. us and then there's, there's his. Absolutely. Yeah. So to your, I, I, want to, I want to hard pivot here to you, D. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Just in terms of the political correctness. I mean, comedians, just to park here for just a second, comedians, we pay them to entertain yeah. us about stuff that no one else can joke about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, like you said, like there's opinion, like emotions, truth. See, the thing is, is I think we're even getting to the point where we're, we're taking the stuff that's actually true and saying, no, that's just your opinion. Yeah. Because that's what's true hurts my feelings. Right. And like, uh, I think emotions are good. Like, you know, like I have a three-year-old son. I have to teach him, when is it okay for you to be emotional? Mm -hmm. When is it okay for you to cry? We don't cry about that. Right. That, we cry about that. Yeah. And I think it's gotten to the point where it's just like, just be you. It's okay. And it's like, no, we got a bunch of people we just yeah. haven't taught. But hey, you know what? Sometimes the truth does hurt. Yeah. Sometimes you just not good enough. Exactly. Like, you know, the exactly. success I've found in life came from people coming to me and saying, hey, look, if you want this, it needs to look like this. Yeah. Just so you know, you look like this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now true, you can do these things yeah. to get to this. Yeah. But you not this. Yeah. Okay. So you know what helped me out? Figuring out, I'm not this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this. See, the problem is a lot of people don't want that because no, it just hurts my that. feelings. And then it turns exactly. into woo-hoo-hoo. But, but you know, feelings, feelings is also, feelings and emotions are, they, some people say they go hand in hand, but I think people don't match the right feelings. They don't match, right, match the right emotion with the feelings. That's good. So that, yeah. that's what, some, some things that we have to learn how to do. Yeah. Um, because, and I tell my kids and my students, like feelings change, especially in Arizona. You come to Arizona in the morning, you feel cold. But if you dress according to that feeling, come 12 o'clock, you're gonna be sweating, uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, things can't, you can't have that feeling drive you. Yes. Your, your feelings could be, be the car, but it can't be the car and the pilot. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you, I mean, we could, we could drive down the street of feelings, but we definitely don't want to look for real estate there. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think you bring up a good point. There is a difference between mood, emotion, and feeling, and that's, that's, that can be a whole different podcast mm-hmm. in and of itself. And, you know, you start talking about the, the chemical messengers and the different things that are happening in your body. Like, you know, again, like you, you bring up a good point. You know, when it's cold, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, there's a, oh, dang, it's cold out here. You right. know what I'm saying? But then you, can, you have a choice. To your point, you have a choice on what to feel or what to do about your situation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you said, Derek, that was powerful was we, they haven't been taught, right? There's a lot of train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. There has to be training that's involved yeah. in, in a lot of these things. And I There's think that, training. I think that's lacking yeah, it, more it, than but, ever before. Yeah. But, you know, we talked about that. And one of the things that are lacking is the people that do. You should be teaching this. Are no longer there, the, and that is the homes. The, our homes are being are being sabotaged, are being taken over by uh, having people allow us to tell us how we should run our homes. Yep. Yeah. And and it's it's definitely hurting us. And um, they with with the statistics being what they are, and fathers not being as involved as what as the way they should be, as the way they used to be. We are getting a drop off in integrity and a and a heightened and emotions and feelings, and they are, they are, it's like growing like, like weeds. You ever go, you ever had your, uh, after monsoon season, them weeds oh, yeah. grow out of control? Yep. The same way, that's how the emotions are going across generationally, generationally. I mean, so, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. I think the biggest, I think the biggest problem is the lack of the father. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, uh, you know, with a lot of the guys that I would deal with working in the recovery programs that I worked in for so long is like, you know, unfortunately, it always fit the narrative where mom was at home if they had it. Mm-hmm. If it was one parent, 99% of the time it was mom's. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to take anything away from what moms can do. But, like, I think that's where you get a, a problem is the emotional side of things. Where you do need a man in the house to say, because a whole, uh, an atmosphere in a home, completely different when there's a good father involved. I completely agree with you. And Right, I don't want to take away anything from the moms because yeah. I salute the moms for oh, doing yeah. what they do. No doubt. I yeah. salute them, and it's not an easy job. Um, and I told my son this, and, uh, and I, I, I always try to teach my son, not for now, but so you could be a better man. Yeah. Be a better man. I'm like, listen, mom is going to do what she got to do to get you to where I need to take you to be a man. But mom's job is to prepare you, dress you nice. And keep and feed you and do all the things that she's supposed to do. Yeah, nurture you. And then yeah. now, when it comes to that, I'm going to teach you how to survive. Right, right. There's, there is, there is. You know, the way, the way that this is my opinion, the way that God has set things up is, it's, it's so perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have this, this, uh, this species called man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Where women can do certain things that men cannot. Men can do certain things that women cannot. But when they are together everything functions well you know what i'm saying because it all to your point burp it all starts in the home and when the home is healthy guess what happens the community's mm-hmm. healthy when the community's healthy the nation is healthy yeah. and, and and on down the line backwards mm-hmm. forwards up and down but when the home is broken you it just leads to brokenness in the community brokenness in the, in the country and so i mean those are really great points and so i want to hard pivot towards you know let, let's let's talk about uh, I mean, we'll talk about the fun stuff here, you know, sports and stuff like that. But, you know, one of the things I know that you're passionate about, Burf, is just you've said it already a number of times this morning uh, in, in just in terms of generation, right? Uh, generations, generations, generations. 
And obviously, when you start looking at the, the, the history of the United States of America um, and what has happened here in terms of civil rights, what, what has happened in terms of slavery, what has happened in terms of uh, just, you know, uh, racial reconciliation and um, uh, just, you know, unrest, there's a lot of things that people have, you know, opinions about. And at the end of the day, right, it should not be political. It should not be, quote unquote, religious. It should not be uh, uh, economical. But we still haven't found the answer. Like, there's still no answer. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that you have opinions. I'm going to, you know, chime in here in a little bit. But what are your thoughts, man, on how to get us all to get along, man? It's loaded question. It is very loaded, and I don't think that it is intended for us to get along and to be this well-oiled machine. Um, from what I understand, democracy was an experiment. Um, when, when this country was started, we were the only ones who had government and everything like that. Everybody else had, like dictators and everything else. So we were the only ones from my understanding, but I don't think that we're supposed to, I think what we're seeing is how it, the system is set up to be, because if everybody got along, then who loses? And there would be, then nobody wins. And the people who are winning, they're winning because they don't, they're not gonna conform. So the ones that are making the money, that's making all these power moves, they're making them and they're winning. They they have generational wealth. They have they have things in place for their kids, kids, kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas the middle class, if that's whatever you want to call it, we got to continue working, working, working for those people. So it is meant to be that way. I don't care what you say. Your boss will never pay you enough so you could be his neighbor. You know what I'm saying? So he's winning. Um, the people on top of him, they're winning. Um, it doesn't matter how much LeBron James is making, and it's, it, he is making a lot of money. A lot of money, eighty something mil a year to be. Genie Bus is making more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't think that it's made for us to be. I don't know if we'll ever get along. I mean, because it is a simple concept to fix everything, and I, I might be naive as ever, Derek. I'm telling you, I could be naive, but I really believe if people genuinely love people. Um, I'm not talking about the physical love. I'm not talking about the sexual love. I'm talking about like, listen, you my brother, so whatever you need, and if I have it, you got it. Mm -hmm. Whatever I need, you got it. It ain't no, you know what I'm saying? And you, if we all do that for each other, like the, some simple like the golden rule, we can't follow that. Yeah, but that's the 1% what you're talking about. Like how many people in your life would you honestly say, oh no, I know if it's something, they got me. I mean, I'd be, I would be willing to bet yeah. Like I got a I got a friend who will say like who's carrying your casket? Do you have six people? Wow, you know that's, what I mean? And good. it's that's and good. it's like you talking six people. I would be willing to bet that ninety nine point nine percent of this planet doesn't have enough on one hand of people <laughs> where it's like, hey, I'm in Florida right now. I know you're in I know you're in Washington. Yeah, I need you, I man. Need, I need hey, your don't help. even trip. I'm yeah. buying my own flight. I got you. Yeah. I mean, you talking about how many people yeah. you got in your life yeah. that can do that? Yeah. I just think it's rare. Do I think we can all get along? I think the the best way for that, is, like, the best thing my father ever did for me when I graduated high school is he's like, 
you're going to go to college and you're going to get out of state so you can't come home and you need to go you need to go and see what it is like and like the best thing i could have done i remember coming to nau and it's like arizona new york Wisconsin, Hawaii, Texas, Hawaii, I mean, you have all these, but you have, yeah. I mean, but then it's like, I went and played Juco ball and it's yeah. like, you want to talk about the minority. It's like, I was one of two white kids on 120, you know, uh, players on a football team. It's like, mm-hmm. do you know how much I just learned about where they came up from and how big of a bubble I grew up in yeah. and what life is really like and what it's yeah. like for a single parent. Uh, you know, what it's like for some of those guys that already got kids, mm-hmm. what it's like for that guy's like, man, I, I grew up in the gangs. I've been shot. Like this college is my one shot to do something with myself. Yeah. And then there's a kid that grows up in Huntington beach and the kid that grew up in Malibu, the kid that's in San Bernardino, the kid that's in Compton, the kid whose mom shipped him out of uh, Dade County so that he could just get out of the gang life to try to play football. So he'd go somewhere. It's like, and for me, it was like perspective was given. Yeah. And I think that we live in a society where you don't see any of this. No. There's no perspective. It's like, it's Instagram. It's my life's incredible. And it's like, you're not yeah. down yeah, with, yes. every, you're not down with the 99% of America who's dead broke, who can't make enough money to get off of social security or food stamps or all this other stuff. It's just, I think it's a lack of perspective on people's viewpoints. Joe, before you go, I want, that is 1,000, that's 1,000% correct. And I, I think that, um, <clears throat> Perspective is huge. I think perspective is huge. And um, even when we talk about parenting, I think what your dad did was amazing because what's, what's happening now is we love our kids so much that we want to take that adversity away. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We want to take it away. We want to, I want to make it easy for you. I want to make it easy for you. Yo, there's a lot of times I let my son fall on his face and uh-uh, nope, we're going to watch him. Yeah. We're going to watch him. See, that's what my dad, because my dad grew up just dead broke, kicked out of the house when 15, like had to get a job and worked himself into kind of self-made man. And he'd realized, you know what? By the time I'm 18, I'm kind of making you soft. We need to get you some real world experience here. Yeah. You need to see what other men grew up in. It's, and then so you can see, well, why does he behave that way? So why does he act like that? There's this, there's this saying, I heard it on Instagram a couple of times. Tough times make strong men, and easy times make weak men, and I think that's where we are right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, those are and great then, points. Yeah, like man. weak men make tough times. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yep. It it's a yeah. cycle. It, it, is, it is, a but cycle. you can't break the cycle though, because at the end of the day, what your dad did was breaking the cycle. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, nah, nah. I see where this is headed. You, you just shared how you were breaking the cycle. I'm gonna let him fall. Yeah, he needs it, to yeah. learn. If there's just like a lack of like, even you know, one thing that it had, I don't even know if they do it anymore, but like um, exchange students. Oh my gosh. You yeah. know what? We finna take you, yeah. we're gonna send you to Italy. Yeah. You know what it's like where, where we have to bike to the store to get our yeah, food yeah, every yeah. day. In a different language. I think that we just, in this just, I just grew up in a bubble, man. Yeah. Suburbs, everything's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, and it like, What's it like in the five boroughs? Yeah. Go sit in that. I yeah. would have loved, I mean, in love, the probably city. not. I would have yeah. not know what to do, but like, <laughs> you take me and drop me off somewhere in New York mm-hmm. City when I'm 15 years old. Yeah. It's like, man, I think some kids could really use some perspective. Because it would then, I think judgment falls away after that. Yeah. Because like, I worked in drug recovery and it's like, all you see is brokenness. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. so easy when you don't understand. 
something is to judge something. And yeah. we like that. It's like, Absolutely. well, you know, you find out dude's like that because he was molested by his by his uncle. Yeah. And then, well, why you get on meth? Well, my mom sh shot up with me. Yeah. So my mother and my dad, who's not even there, are teaching me how to shoot dope. Yeah. And then you do that for 20 years. Voila, here I am. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be broken. Yeah. And I'm not going to communicate well. And I'm going to be dysfunctional. Mm. And I'm going to make you mad. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like, but man, if I'm able to somehow put myself in those shoes, I think then you get what you're talking about. And when that person that you just explained beautifully has children, and right. that's not that cycle's it's not broken. It just keeps going, man. Yeah. It just keeps going. And you would be floored what people's normal becomes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it becomes mm -hmm. a level of dysfunction that blows your mind. Yeah. Like that's normal to you? Yeah, like, man. Oh, yeah. So, they looking at you crazy. Like, like <laughs> yeah. come on, man. So, yeah. so I know a lot of a lot of times. A lot of times. I would tell my mom, like, yo, you did not prepare me for every, you didn't prepare me for the real world. Because I thought that everybody had a family. Yeah. yeah. I thought that everybody would love me. Yeah. yeah. I, so you didn't prepare me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I told my, my mom that a couple times. Um, but she, what she would prevent me from doing is she would net me. Nah, don't go to Brooklyn, stay inside. Don't go here. Yeah. No, no. I, okay. 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 I went anyway, because just because you said no, I want to see what you don't want me to yeah. see. Yeah. 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 So that was that. But of course, I went with my family members and everybody, like some yeah. friends or whatever. But but I, I think that I think that so once again we run into this, this pattern where our parents love us so much and and they they do us a disservice by loving us too much to keep us from the things that allow us to grow. Um. Of course, yes, I had this knee surgery. You ever, whenever you were in high school, you ever had that patella tendon where it was hurting, where it was hurting, and you go to the doctor and they're like, hey man, what happened to you? Like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm like, you know, you tell the doctor, like, right underneath my kneecap, it's hurting, it's hurting, whatever. He was like, it's okay, it's growing pains. Yeah. We don't have those growing pains. We don't no. want to give those to our kids yeah. so they can grow. We want them yeah. to grow without the pains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I tell my son, Can't. in the area that we live in, like son, this is not realistic. Yeah, it's, it's a, not. It's not real. It's a part of growth, I man. Girl, like uh, uh, pain and discomfort and unease is a sign of growth. And you know, just to you know, uh, segue before we before we segue, just you know, as a meat on the bone to both of your points, I think that in order for us to all get along with all the things that we've been going through as a society, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I will say that we have to we have to think of things like how Jesus did. Period. You know what I'm saying? And some people might say, oh, well, no, well, I don't believe that's fine. I, that's mm -hmm. fine. But what I will say is this, you know, when you start looking at human beings, you start looking at Brazilians and Nigerians and natives and Indians and Chinese and Japanese. We are all part of this human tapestry and we all struggle. We all suffer. We all go through all these pains and hardships and, and things like that. And when you look at a lot of the things that, you know, like Jesus did in the scripture, it, it, it's counterintuitive to what we see today, mm -hmm. like sitting down and breaking bread with, with people who were not like him, yeah. right? You, you, you see all the parables, right? There's these different parables in the Bible. Those of you, you know, um, uh, who've read the story about, you know, the, 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 good, the good Samaritan, yeah. right? This dude on the side of a road and all of a sudden the religious people just walk past him. Mm -hmm. This guy walked past him, but, yeah. who, who, but who came to him? A Samaritan. The Samaritans and Jews hated each other, historically hated each other. Yeah. When you start looking at, when, you know, when Jesus went to the well and he, he told a Samaritan woman who at that point,
point in time, it was very rare for you to see a Jewish man with a Samaritan woman in broad daylight at the water well. You don't see it. And Jesus decided to reveal who he was to a Samaritan woman. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When you start looking at the story of the lepers in the Bible, these 10 lepers, and they came to Jesus to be healed. And he said, you know what? Go show yourself to the priest. And so the priest start, the, 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 the lepers start going. All of a sudden, they start, oh, I'm healed. Who came back to this Jewish man, Jesus Christ? Who came back? The one Samaritan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When you start looking at the story of Peter, you know what I'm saying? And how Peter was, he had racist tendencies too. You know what I'm saying? Like when God told him to go and, and, and spend time, uh, um, you know, with, with, with the family that was, you know, uh, I think it was a centurion, uh, you know, all those people were non-Jews. And, 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 and Jesus said, don't call what I've made clean, unclean, right? And all of a sudden now you have this person who was traditionally comfortable, right? With what my mom, my grandma, my grandpa them, that's what they taught me. But now it's being broken. And I think a lot of these, 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 uh, uh, these issues that we're talking about, they all boil down to this thing we call discomfort. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Right, right. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to go to that neighborhood. We don't want to, we don't, we don't want to go and shop in, in those markets. We don't want to go to that church. We don't want to, we don't want to go to this function and sit with those yeah. people. Man, that junk all comes down to discomfort, man. And if, until you get out of your bubble, and until you break bread, you live with, you sweat, you, you, you cry, you bleed. That's why sports, all three yeah. of us were teammates. Yeah. That's why sports is so special because it does that. Well, that's, I've heard a lot of that too, is like, uh, uh, I've had quite a few buddies that have served too. And it's mm -hmm. like, they say, um, you know, some of their best friends are people they would have never, ever hung out with in life. Right. You know what I mean? It's like where you get some, guy in a gang from Chicago comes into the army because he just wants to get out. And then you get some little rich kid from Huntington Beach and then you get some, you get some farm kid from, you know, Ohio. And it's like, you go to battle, you go to war. And it's yeah. like, you, you, it's like perspective comes in. Dude. Yeah. Like, and it's, and I think football in a way does some of that. It's unlike any it's, other sport. It's, it's like the foxhole. Like yeah. if you got my back, I don't care if you're, I don't, I don't care, care about you are. your background. I don't care. Yes. I just need you to hold yes. me down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the care. Oh, yeah. Would it, you know, that's a guy, that's a, that's a perspective of view of somebody that you would want carrying your casket, Absolutely. in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and so, yeah, when you start talking about all these things, man, a lot of it is, you know, discomfort. We have to make our kids uncomfortable. Oh, me, there, there's this. There's this thing, and, I, and once again, these are all the things, and I'm fortunate enough because I refuse to teach to a curriculum. I refuse, but I've been doing it for so long, I'm able to teach um, the whole year off of experiences and, and everything like that. But um, uh, so whenever there's something that needs to be addressed, I am fortunate enough to have that pleasure to stop everything. This is what we're gonna talk about today. And one of the things that we talk about that I make sure I talk about is you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable because everything is not going to suit you the way you want it to. And it's okay now, but when you have stuff to lose, then what you're going to do? You know what I mean? Um, those are some lessons I think that um, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about some of the lessons that I teach is the, the horrible thing is I don't know if you're learning it. The beautiful thing is I get text messages all the time from my students 10 years ago. Yes, that's the beautiful. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, 
Now you have to listen. I didn't know if they were listening, but now, okay, I got to go back with what Birthright said. Like, what did what did he say? What did he, you know what I mean? So that's the beautiful thing. That's when, you know, okay, he got it. Or, you know what I mean? Or even, because there are some kids who get it right there because they don't have a, a, a mom or dad. Yo, craziest thing happened. And I think I included this in a text message in like October. I had a student whose mom was murdered right after he dropped, after she dropped him off to school. And then I had to tell him. And it was, it was a, it was a, you talk about perspective. A lot of things go into perspective when he's coming downstairs and I got to let him know. Like everything comes into perspective at that particular moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, once again, and one of my major teaching points is the problem ain't the problem. The problem is how you handle the problem. And that's for kids who are, uh, hey, Derek, stop talking. I'm not talking. You're not handling that problem well. So now it's going to escalate. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so when we talk about perspective, when we talk about all those things, life gives you everything. And it's just what do you do with it? Life yeah. gives you everything. It, it gives you a lot of things to learn from to eat on, to chew on, what are you gonna do with it? And it is, even though we're in a lot different phases of our lives, it's much like school. If you don't learn this lesson now, you're not gonna graduate. No. You're gonna keep going right back yeah, to yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So if your perspective doesn't change, if you're, um, it is, that is, that perspective concept is dope. Um, but if you don't get some of these perspectives in life, yeah. there is no way that you could be successful. Now, when I say successful, I mean successful. Some people have, they win for a season or two, but when we talk about successful, I'm talking about 20, 30, 40 years. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's good, man. I, I think the last thing I'll say before we, we go to something a little lighter is that if, if I am going to, I'll say it like this. If you are my friend, if I call you my friend, right? That means that I've had to spend ample time with you, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> that means I know what you like, I know what you don't like. I know what makes you laugh. I know what makes you cry. I know things to not joke about because it triggers memories of a, a deceased loved one. Fill in the blank, right? Yeah. I understand those things yeah. and vice versa about me. If I don't spend time with you getting to understand those things and learn and all this, I have, I have no skin in the game, mm -hmm. none. So one of the things that I look for, you know, when I look at different situations and I look at people's lives, I look at the fruit of their relationships. I look at who, who's close to this guy. Oh, they all look alike. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're, I'm not even just, I'm not even talking about race. I'm talking about the whole thing, right? And when you start to really spend time with people and you start to understand who they are, what they like, what they don't like, what, what the excites them, and you have that skin in the game, right? You start to see a, a, a life that bears much fruit. You start to see the people coming to you 10, 15, 20 years down the road saying mm -hmm. thank you. When you have a function, you start to see the color, the array, just the, 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 the variation, you know what I'm saying, of the impact that your life has had. And so I think yeah. that people who um, are, are caught up in what to believe, what not to believe, and all this stuff, go spend time with people. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. And in doing so, you are going to learn more about yourself than anything else. And so, um, go ahead, go ahead. Just, just, I'm going to just say real quick, I'm, I'm a member of the greatest fraternity in the world. 
um, <laughs> Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, and the motto is "Friendship is essential to the soul." Yes. And one of the things that that um, you know, being a part of this fraternity, that they preach and they teach, is it 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 costs to be a friend. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they talk about costs being a friend is time. Yes, time. It is so that is very valuable to your friendship. Mm -hmm. So I love um, that. So yeah, so I I agree with you, Joe. That's good stuff. Man, that's dope, man. Hey, so let's let hard pivot. Let's hard hard pivot real quick. <laughs> hard pivot. So so we all love sports, man. We all love sports. Let's just talk real quick about kids these days, because we all have kids. We all have kids, and they're playing sports, and you know uh, their parents obviously are athletes. Um, let's talk about birth. You are our guest, so we're gonna lead, lead off with you. What do you think right now is the, the, the thing that you're most concerned about in youth sports? Just real quick. The, um, <laughs> I got to find a nice way to say it. Can I be myself? Yes. Um, we are suffering from this thing in a couple of direct. I'm be myself, Joe. Shave <laughs> <laughs> me, Robbie. I know what I'm talking about. I'm be myself. <laughs> so, what, one of the things that we are struggling with that I, I'm majorly concerned about is um, the pussification of America. Like some of these kids are so soft and they think they are so ready for what's out there in the sports world, any competition, it, they, they think that they're ready for it. Yeah. So that's one thing. And the extreme selfishness is blowing my mind. That as, as, there is no way, I've always thought, there is no way you could be selfish and play football. No way. Can't happen. Can't happen. But you see the celebrations, you see, and I don't mind the celebrations, don't get me wrong, but yeah. understand but that there was 10 other people that made that happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but we are, we are, they are soft. They are, when I say soft, I'm talking about mentally complete front runners. Mm -hmm. When things are good, oh, we balling out. We doing well. But when, when you have, I like to call it a speed bump. When you run into a speed bump and you stop, you park, you get out because you don't know what else to do. Right? I tell my son all the time, son, speed bumps ain't there for you to stop. It's just there to slow you down. Mm -hmm. It's not there to stop you. But so, how many people can't, can't get over those speed bumps? And those speed bumps are adversity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sports is dope because that's where it teaches you these things. Yeah. And it prepares you for life. I don't care about right now. Right now is great. I want my son to do well right now. That's great. But them same lessons that you learn, them same lesson, lessons that you learn on the field. Yo, still quick story real quick. Yo, I remember it was AJ, Irvin, Justin, and Josiah. I was playing fullback, right? I'm 6'1", about 240. And I'm going hard. And I had to go on the suit. We had like a pitch. And it was me and Josiah, one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm trying to take this dude's head off. And he flips me. He takes my legs out. He was like, I'm not hitting you up top. And guess what? We kept going and going and going. But that's the perseverance that, that, that was needed. Mm -hmm. You know how I many people are like, no, nah, I'm not doing that no more. I ain't doing it no more. Yeah. They would have gave up. They would have quit. Like, they would have fought because they're sensitive. Like it is, it's a completely different time, but those, those are the things that help us move forward. I think sports yeah. is a huge, but 
Instagram, Facebook, and all yeah. that other stuff, it glorifies that stuff. Michael Jordan had a dope commercial years ago. was like, um, I'm sorry that you just saw the game winning shot. I'm sorry that you missed the 4 a.m. workouts. I'm sorry that you missed the three-hour workouts in the gym. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? All the stuff that he did so that we could see yeah. the, 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 uh, the end result. The end result, right. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he just laid it out. I mean, it goes yeah. back to our our conversation that we had 15 minutes ago about, you know, hard times, tough people. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, like, so I just did an event with a, with a buddy back east, and it was at a university. And, I'm, and so they're telling me that they're starting to recruit kids when they're freshmen. Absolutely. We're going to trip you out here, mm -hmm. show you around. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I actually heard kids like offended because they haven't been offered a scholarship yet. <laughs> and I'm freshman, just, like freshman, freshman, like an actual freshman in high school. And for me, it's like, I want to be like, what are you talking about? Like, see, those are the type of kids, man, I would like, please, for the love of God, put him in the Ohio State spring game. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. we can find some sort of humility for somebody yeah. here really quick. Because it's like, what do you think this is? Like, mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're the best player in Dade County. You ain't going to go over there, Florida State, right now yeah. and do work. Like, and it's just, I, I think it's just all become this entitlement where it's like, oh, no, we got to recruit them early yeah. so that they they don't get their feelings hurt. Like, we can't wait till they're a senior. You know, and I hear like the, you know, the only one really doing that is like the big boys. Yeah, Saban and you know uh, Dabo Sweeney and like all them like because you know if, if Saban comes in and says hey, uh, I mean he pretty much now saying you know you come to Alabama yeah because yeah, I yeah. offered you yeah and I'll offer you whenever I feel like it yeah you know but everybody else it's like they have to get on these kids so early so they don't hurt their feelings yeah and I and I mean I was talking wow. to some of the parents I'm thinking to myself do you know what can happen in three years yeah. Like, what about you as a, I mean, because we all been around a kid that's a baller as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And then as a freshman in college, he's garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times you've been around guys like, you got a scholarship here? Yeah. They're paying for yeah. your school. Oh, yeah. And so I'm kind of like, are you going to offer this kid when he's 14? Oh, hold yeah. on, hold on. How many it's times, crazy, man. How, how many times have you heard it and then you like, yo, you stealing money? Stealing money, yeah. Stealing money. We say that, yeah. We say that. We say that. We keep. We say this day. Like this cat stealing money. Stealing oh yeah, money. oh man. <laughs> hey, so Burke, you are. That's that's a great point, Derek. Um, you know, Burke, you're an educator. So, and you've been doing it for almost 20 years. Yeah. And so you've seen, you know, athletes matriculate through the school system, through society. Obviously, you've seen the, you know, great stories. You've seen horror stories. I mean, I can't even imagine, man, having to tell a, a young man that, man, your your mom was murdered. I mean, I can't even imagine that, man. Um, what would you say is the number one, and I'm gonna hold you to this, the number one trait that you see in young students that you, when you see it, you say, this kid's gonna be successful? Work ethic, work ethic. If they are able, if they're able, and this is what I tell them, um, if you want life easy, it has to be hard now because what you're doing is you are establishing those those habits and then once you get them habits you don't even realize that you're doing them you go and you study and and, and you go and you study you take notes and those all those things become easy because you've been doing them for so long yeah but if you show me a kid that has work ethic i'll show you a success story every time but the but a lot of time these kids they got that frank sinatra syndrome they want it done their way mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 I want it my yeah. way. This is the way. Yeah. Like, and I am 6'1", <laughs> what, 3 plus, 300 plus. I tell them everything. Like, yo, listen, homie, this is my show. It's not your show. You ain't going to run this. I'll run this. I'll run this. So I need you to sit down and do what I ask you to do. Please and thank you. And that, that stern directness, that they don't get it nowhere else. Yeah. Nah, yeah. They don't Look, get it nowhere that's, else. You know, and, and that's the role that football coaches used to play. That's what they And no they doubt, don't do that no more. No See, doubt. that's the thing. Like, it used to be like, hey, you come here? Because, uh, you know, this is something that bothers me and has been bothering me for years now. It's like, you get a kid. I understand there's the, the age gaps when you're younger, when habits are formed and all that. But I don't care. As a young man, 18 to 23, most important time of his life as far as learning how to be a man, growing. And I don't think football coaches take the time anymore or the responsibility that you have this kid for five years. They can't anymore. And though. no, I know. And they created that though. Yeah. They, they created all you're of right, that. You're right. But it's like, you're it's right. not, there is no responsibility that I sat in his living room, mm -hmm. looked at his parents or just mom or just dad and said, you can trust me with your son yeah. or daughter or whatever. Yeah. That the, don't matter. The, no the game changed though, real quick. The game changed because now you have these college coaches who have to win yesterday. They have yeah. to that's win yesterday. They, and that's how they coach you. That's how they communicate yeah. to you. That's how they treat those kids. Yes. That's all it is. And it's like, and, and it's ruining stuff. I've seen, I've, I, we came from a time and day where dog, coaches would fight players, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like they would fight players. You know what I mean? Like your my job is being cost by you. And so now they don't even do that anymore. They're like, yo, just like we just had a podcast with Dan Minucci. And what did he say? He said, he said right now in terms of recruiting, he said right now, number one is transfer portal, right? Yes. Number two is JUCO. And then is the high school recruit. Yeah. Like they're coaching and they're setting their programs up to win yesterday. And so they don't have time to experiment right, right. and to, oh, I'm going to train this man how to be a no. man. And you're right. They created it. And, that, and, and it's sad, man. And I'm going to tell you what else bothers I'm going to go, I'm going to go back because what you're saying is right, but it also trickled down. Okay. Because now high school coaches no longer help boys become men. They just want to win. That was wins. their job too. That, oh, that's, yeah. I think 100%. As, in a high school, don't, why, don't, don't, don't get out there. You said something. No, but that's that, you why, said something that's right why there. coaches, that's why guys, when I would like in middle school, because I lost it after that. That's why guys came out there. They didn't come out there for the, Eleven hundred dollars you were gonna pay me? Right, yeah. they came yeah. out yeah. there because yeah. because yeah. that doesn't do nothing for me. That's what my you know. I'll be out here for six yeah. months that pays my mortgage for one. Yeah, but I'm but no, no I'm here because I want to impact you. That's right, yeah. and they don't do that no more. Yeah, you're right, dude. You said something though. Don't get off of that. You said something about the high school coaches. Please keep going. It's 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 not about wins and losses. They glorifying themselves. Like, let me help you, young man. I had a, I'm not, oh, that's not a good story. Well, my, my, my high school coaches, they, if there was an issue in your household, they would come to your house. Yeah. If you was tripping, if you quit the team for whatever reason, they would come yes. to your house. Yep. Not even about football. What's your problem? Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we're, it was we're, about the person, we're, we're, the player. We're getting away. We completely have gotten away from the whole aspect of community. Because exactly. if you're a football coach, you're part of that community. And even in schools, my science teacher in junior high, Gail O'Connor, if you was tripping, 
She came to the hood. A little white woman, she came to the hood drinking coffee with your mama. Like, yeah, um, Derek is tripping today. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Mrs. See, Gale. But the thing was, though, too, is there was a respect. Absolutely. In the community for that individual. See, now there is no respect for football coaches. It's F you. It's why my kid playing. Yeah, you're yeah. trash. Yeah. Get out of here. You're yeah. garbage. Why would you call that's, that? That's the thing. It's, yeah. You know, what are you doing? And, and what I think it is, is like, we, you got coaches in college and players in college that are trying to coach like the league and play in the league. And you got coaches in high school trying to coach like Nick Saban. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's like, bro, that it's, stay in your lane. You're yeah, a high school coach, bro. It's, it's killing, it's killing <laughs> our kids. It's it's yeah. killing our kids. It is. It's yeah. killing our community. Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. bro, you're you're a high school coach. Yeah, you got 1,200 kids here, man. You're yeah. not recruiting. Yeah, right, right. Co the, I mean, it's like, uh, and and some coaches, you know, the dope coaches is the coaches that have a system, right? Who's been there for 30 years, mm. and they're able to develop. People they're able to develop not just football players but people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I like those are the ones that I like. I don't like the ones that we're gonna run a spread offense. Um, what what do you like? What's your likes? What's your dislikes? Like I want a coach that knows me personally. Yeah. And the higher up you go, I understand the less time they have for it. But at least have a concept. In high school, there is no reason. There is no reason why you don't know my family. Yeah. There is no reason why you don't know what my classes are. Yeah, they're not doing there, there, it. There's yeah. no reason. Like, like, tell me, like, during stretches, how hard is it to go around? How was your day in school? You know what I'm saying? Like, but they run these programs trying to get boosters. They trying to get oh, yeah. um, all these other the things. Kid, they got the kids raising money on, at, at an astronomical level, too. Oh. The kids are raising money. Like, hey, yeah. we got to get this much so we can go on this trip. For this seven-on-seven seven tournament, for this, it is a full-fledged business. Yeah, man. and that's the thing is, it's like it's not about that no more. Like I, like you know, back back in the, I know it's the back in the day, but it was like they would recruit like one 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 running back, you know, maybe two receivers because we you know we got we got more than that. But it's like now it's like, bro, I'm one of three, and you know what they doing next year? Doing one of three. Right. Oh, I mean, for all we know now, it's like they're recruiting. They're recruiting Tommy in eighth grade. But yeah. it's but, like, but I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why the transfer portal hurts because now I could have a a disagreement with my my position coach, who is only trying to help me to grow. And because I have a disagreement with him, I'm gonna go to transfer portal. Deuces. See, and that's but that's tough though too because it's like we've all gone to college and been told, hey, it's gonna be this, and it's not that. Right. And so it's tough, right? It's like. I know. You know, so it's oh, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the transfer portal. It, but for the right reasons. For the right, right reasons, reasons. Yes. absolutely. Yes. But, it's, but it's tough, right? Because like, okay, so then who polices that? The NCAA? It's like, so the pimp is policing this? <laughs> Who's making the most Because exactly. I'm telling you, exactly. that, is, that is pimping at its finest. Dude, the NCAA. To your, to your point earlier about, you know, your boss isn't going to give you a raise. To his neighbor. <laughs> yeah. NCAA is not giving up that not, money. Not. They ain't giving up that no. money, bro. Well, and it's it's tough too, cause like my dad sent me a, a story the other day how there was a running back out of Texas who just did a deal with Lamborghini. Of course he did. And it's like, well, of course, but yo, but the thing is too, is it's like when I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what are you doing to help this kid succeed? Yeah. Because uh, trust and believe, if 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 I'm 19 running a deal with Lamborghini, you know what I'm doing with that money? It gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm making it. <laughs> And I'm in Austin? Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that. <laughs> I'm eating everybody eating. It's gone. And, and it's like, 
Hey. So you're not even set. You're not there. And again, there's no mentorship. So no. what are you going to do for that kid? Yeah. I mean, because technically, man, if I'm like a freshman and I'm doing it like that, really, before I even get to the league, I should be good. Yeah. Right. Are you teaching me how to how to make my money work for me? Are you teaching me how to? Right. Uh, and there's just and Save for me, it's like, bro, you want me? I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna pimp you and I'm gonna make a ton of money off you and I'm not gonna educate you. What I'm gonna tell you is what education you're getting, your poli science right. degree or all this. Oh, that's our gift to you. Yeah. It's like nah, because yeah. at the end of the day, I leave this school. It gets me nothing. It gets me no job yeah. because. We all know now, if I if I go straight into trades out of high school, I'm making twice the money you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like, Absolutely. you know, miss me with all of that, you hooking me up with an education because it's garbage now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's like, what are you doing to help me become a man? Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. Like, it's just not happening. Like, they had a receiver that plays for Denver out of uh, Alabama. Jared Judy. Jared Judy just got an issue, kind of a little dispute or whatever. Whatever. We don't know the whole ins and outs, but it's like, could that have been prevented based off of proper mentorship in college? I, I don't want to say you can guarantee it, but I think you, you can make, make an argument. You, you always it. make time for what's most important. That's, I've always gone back down and to And that's that. not important. Yeah, if it's, if it's important, you make time for it. And, we and are it's seeing, not happening. Yeah, we're seeing the fruit of, of, of that. It's, it's, it's money. It's, Money's important. Selfish. It's, yeah. it's, we just live in a, a selfish society where... Um, as long as you do what I tell you to do, because there is no way in the world, and I'm 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 a believer that you cannot give somebody who has never had anything a whole bunch of something and expect them to do right by you. Yeah, but it's tough, right? Because it's like I remember when I'm in college on scholarship. It's like you know what I had to do every single month: call my old man up and ask for money because I'm broke. Yeah, mm -hmm. even well, on full scholarship, and, and, it doesn't and, matter. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, and you know where we going today? Are we going to coach's house to eat lunch? And you know what coach is doing? Living fat. Living. Yeah, I mean, like, so you talking about, I'm going to Bama, yeah. and I'm broke. Where do you think Nick Saban living? Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah, that's good. And, yeah. so, and, and good for you. He's had success. I'm not trying to hate yeah. on that, but it's like, what? I mean, I, I agree with that NIL paying these dudes, man. Yeah. No, because I, I, don't, I don't have, listen. I know you don't. I, I don't have a problem with that. No, nah, but it's I like. I don't, but yeah. don't give it to me without the manual. A hundred percent. Don't give me all of this and not a manual on how to be successful on how to use it. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because once again, if you give somebody, and some of these guys come from bad situations, and they want the money so they can make this, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also a, a better way to make that money last, to stretch, if you will. Yes. You know what I'm well, saying? Like I, so, so. I remember when I first got in the league, it's like, I'm planning to spend money before I even had before it. Before you. Yeah. And I had my, and my mentor came along and goes, let's slow you down real quick. Let me tell you what you're not going to do. Yeah. You're not going to do A, B, and C. And because I listened and I saw fruit in his life and he put time into me, it was like, you know what I'm going to do? What this guy tells me to do. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, is none of those guys got that. Yeah. But, and, and then, and then. I don't want to it, say none. It, it, a lot. It, it, also, a lot. it also depends who's telling you. Yes. It depends who's telling you. Because now, like, hold on, you ain't got nothing. How are you going to tell me? Yeah. But the reality is, if you want to tell, if you want to teach me how to manage money, I'll talk to a broke dude all day to tell me, because tell me what you did so I know what not to do. 100%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so a lot of them, they, they take credence on who's telling them and everything like that. I even wrote a proposal in like 2004. Six to the NFL to that have some of these retired NFL players help these younger. It was a mentorship program, um, and I'm sure it got 
trashed. <laughs> yeah, it's sure got trashed. It's important. It's important. It, it is. This has been a really great conversation. I want to I want to kind of go back to the genesis of our friendship, right? I mean, obviously we were at Northern Arizona University um, for that short period of time. Burke, you actually played on the, uh, the Hall of Fame team there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> Hall of Fame, what was that, the 2003 team? 2003, that's the right. 2003 team. And, you know, you would, you would come in and, you know, obviously transferred out. I was there in my last year as a transfer myself. And we, we began a Bible study. And that's kind of like where this friendship forged. And there were others, obviously, that aren't here today that became really tight. And, I mean, we're, this was 20 years ago. This is 2000. This is the year 2002, Two. right? Now we're sitting in 2022. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. we're still friends. We're yeah. still talking. We're still clowning. We're still hanging out. We're still fellowshipping, texting each other, encouraging each other. We're still friends. And I want you guys just to, as we get ready to close, just to talk about the importance of uh, fellowship, community, um, and just why it's important. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, this brotherhood uh, is is important, and I'll start with you, and then Burf, you, you can close us out. Well, I, I mean, I would just say the brotherhood and friendship I have in my life, football or not football, I think is what is kind of carried the torch from what my dad did. You know, because there always kind of comes a time where it's like, well, I need to go be a man and seek my dad's advice for sure. But it was like there was always older guys in my life, still are today where I'm willing to hear something I don't want to hear because I know their heart for me yeah. is for me to grow, change, get better, you know? And so, and I think people are handicapped if they don't have that drastically handicapped. If they don't have men in their life that they can confide in, talk to, ask for truth. You know what I mean? Ask for a tough word, you know? And I think that anything you can get involved in, join in a gym, football team, whatever it is, that's probably the best thing I ever got from playing football was just relationship. Yeah. What I was it holds saying. you up, man. It holds yeah. you up, you know, because we can't, we can't go through life alone, man. Yeah. So. Yo, it's funny that uh, 20 years ago, yo, the apartment was popping. Let me tell you. Popping? It was popping. It was yeah. everybody. You had people sitting on, on the stove. Everywhere. <laughs> they were sitting everywhere. It was dope. And I don't know if you remember what the, what the, the scripture was that was talked about because that scripture carried me, I'm 41 years old, and I still remember James chapter 1, verse 2, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you were faced with trials of many kinds. And and that that changed my life, and I never let go of that. So first and foremost, I appreciate that. Um, the reason why football and camaraderie is so important is because I, I think that when we're all fighting together to get to one goal, there is no way that you cannot build relationships. There's no way that you can't, yo, you see me at my worst. Yeah. You see me at my worst mm -hmm. and you still got love for me. How, how, how do I know that? Cause we still went to battle on Saturday. So it was, it was, uh, it was a uh, football is football was, it's a lot of lessons in there. And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted my son to play is so that in case I cannot talk to you, with words, I could talk to you through football. And actually, when I tore my patella tendon, it was a conversation that I was going to have with my son. That's why we went to go play football. So we would go train, work out, and then the conversation I was having with him was, um, son, time that used to be a, a, 
something that was on your side is no longer on your side, son. You're going to be a senior. So you got to get your affairs in order because time is moving. That second hand on that watch ain't stopping for nobody, nobody or nothing. Nobody. That second hand on that watch, it don't care how you feel. It is moving. So you got to make some life choices. Yeah, you know I mean, so football is is great. It it uh it definitely definitely builds some some relationships that I don't know how I I would know there was no other way. I don't know if I would ever talk to you. Yeah, I don't know if I ever would have talked to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd have talked to me, man. We would have we would have got into <laughs> some type of beef about something. <laughs> yeah, man. So I I, I love I I love I think it is important. It is important to consider when you are at your lowest, who's going through it with you. Yeah. Because um, there are one or two people who definitely want to help you. Um, and you, if they, you know, you got to make sure that you have people in your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And you cannot mix those people up. Yep. Because if you give seasonal people lifetime expectations, it's all bad. That's a good word, man. It's all bad. So we got to make sure that the people who are down with us, who got so much love that they don't want to see you fall down and stay down. There's something as simple as in between a play. When you fall, who's going to help you up? Yeah. Who's going to help you up? It's, it's, it's those simple things. It might it might seem very um, like nothing, but it's, it's huge. Yeah, it is. It's huge. Yeah. Hey, real quick, man. Appreciate you again. So, so you know, before we break, you know what I'm saying? Birth, you have a patella situation. Yeah. You know, you've mentioned it a couple of times during the podcast. Would you like to tell everybody what happened to the patella? <laughs> what happened to your knee, man? So let, let me let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. My son Jadine Birthright, he was running. I was beating him. I was killing him. No, that's not true. Listen, um, my son told me that that I could run faster backwards than you could run forwards, and I fell for it. Literally fell for it, and I told my patella tendon, and now I'm here in pain. <laughs> I almost fell off. I almost fell. Uh, almost, we didn't almost didn't even have the show right now because I almost took out all the cameras, the lights. My tricep is still hurt. <laughs> all things performance, I, I will be talking to you. <laughs> hey, so the surgery went well, though. Yeah, surgery went well. All yeah, right, man, well. we gotta get you back. Hey, man, he, hey, Juice got you, man, for he Thanksgiving. Got he Thanksgiving got dinner <laughs> is gonna be popping for for the next lifetime. Right, right. That's hilarious, man. Well, hey, hey, for my co-host Derek Devine, I'm Josiah Gano. For my guest, for our guest here today, Jeffrey Birthright, aka Birth. Thank you for watching, and we'll talk to you soon. If you like the idea of more people hearing this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us because in doing so, you actually put all things performance in front of more ears and in front of more eyeballs and people will actually know that we exist. So uh, we'd love if you did that. Uh, you can follow all things performance on Facebook, Instagram, and all of the social media channels. Until next time, God bless you. Take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.